Hi, you're listening to Write More with Simon K. Jones, and this is my most useful articles from 2023. I'm trying something new for 2024 and this newsletter. I believe it's called Having a Plan. It means I know what's coming up this year, including these exciting things, a video introduction to Scrivener, an up-to-date tour of useful online platforms for writers. That's taking much longer than I expected because I asked uh, I asked you a lot for suggestions and I got about 60,000 of them. So yes, that is coming, but it's going to take a little longer than I expected. Uh, we also have a dive into the pros and cons of creating maps for your fiction and more guides to running your own newsletter and generally writing more. Before jumping into exciting new material, it occurred to me that a lot of you are quite new to reading this or indeed listening to this and might have missed some of the newsletters I sent out last year. Today I'm highlighting my top 10 most popular articles from 2023. It's like one of those TV episodes where they reuse clips from earlier episodes in order to save budget. Links to all of these articles are in the show notes, so if you want to go through, just click them in there. So to kick off, my most popular newsletter from last year was What Actually Is Substack? In retrospect, it makes sense, Substack is a rapidly growing platform and there's lots of interest in it and legitimate questions to be asked. This video still seems to me like something the main Substack website should really be answering rather than, you know, me. But I'm glad it proved useful to lots of people. I hope it means that there are lots of writers out there eager to share their perspective on the world. I've met so many exciting writers over the last two years and look forward to getting to know many more of you in 2024. Next up, we have... Understanding your Substack stats. And this post was very much tip of the iceberg in terms of understanding stats. There's definitely a bit of an Ouroboros loop going on here. A writer on Substack writing about Substack. Never been done before, right? This year, I'm going to continue trying to be as helpful as possible with this kind of stuff, but I'll be branching out a bit. Hence, I'm intending to do guides for all sorts of writing tools, such as Scrivener. Big thanks to Michael Estrin for pointing out the obvious to me in a note last month about this. Next, we go all the way back to May, when I was explaining my move from Wattpad to Substack. Why I left Wattpad for Substack. My thinking about platforms for writers is always evolving. I still think Substack is one of the best places for a writer to build a sustainable audience, even fiction writers, but no place is perfect. The toolset is incredible, and the fiction community is wonderful. However, my referring to this newsletter being my Substack is going to shift in 2024. I happen to use Substack's tools, but what you're reading is my newsletter, or in this case, listening to my podcast. For new and veteran writers, I think that's a healthier attitude to have. Your newsletter is yours, which means any success or failure is also yours. Don't get attached to any particular toolset, especially when it's owned by a tech company. I'll be writing in detail about this later in the year, but it's more important than ever for writers to protect their own work and to defend the spaces in which words can flourish. While Substack provides a great set of tools for writers, it's not quite there when it comes to the reader experience, especially for fiction readers. Uh, This one generated a lot of valuable discussion. How to fix Substack's fiction experience. We haven't seen much movement on that front since I wrote it back in June 2023. Though Substack co-foundry person and podcast foot-in-mouth expert Chris Best did conduct an impromptu feedback session about fiction over on Notes towards the end of the year. Fingers crossed we get some useful new quality of life 
features in 2024 for fiction readers. This next one is less about Substack and more about writing serial fiction online in general, although I did call it Quick Start Guide for Substack Fiction Writers. I've been writing fiction online every week consistently since 2015, other than a couple of breaks around like Christmas or something. It's been the most creatively satisfying and rewarding time of my life, every week committing to delivering a new chunk of fiction, building worlds out of my imagination, piece by piece, and having readers come along for the ride. The way I write and publish didn't exist when I was a kid, or even when I was in my 20s really. While the same old challenges remain for writers and fiction writers especially, I do think we're in something of a golden age, at least in terms of independent writing and direct-to-reader mediums like newsletters. Those of you who've been on the newsletter for a while will know that I like to get very nerdy about serialisation, which is exactly what happened here in the article Different Types of Serial Storytelling. That was back in June. It was also an excuse to use a thumbnail of Naruto for the article. Again, lots of brilliant discussion on this one. Over 124 comments to date. The emergence of a community of talented, intelligent and friendly people, yes, I'm talking about you, was the big win for me in 2023. I've had people comment on my fiction in the past, when I was back on Wattpad, but this newsletter has generated something slightly different, a community that is self-sufficient and which generates its own momentum. Most of the time you're being more clever than I am, and I'm extremely fortunate to be able to provide a space in which that can happen. You don't need my advice. There's no shortage of writing advice. If any of it really worked, there'd only be one book, a simple how-to-write tome that everyone could read and be done with it. But writing is a weird thing and is different for everyone. That means that there's always something new to learn and to share. And it also means that one person's advice isn't necessarily going to work for you. And that's what this article was all about, me having a bit of a, uh, a crisis in terms of whether I should even be writing this kind of stuff. So yeah, beware of writing tutors who claim this is the way. The only hard and fast rule is that writers write. Beyond that, we're all just flailing. I was happy to see that one of my top articles this year did actually relate to my fiction. Uh, Start reading Tales from the Triverse. It's crazy to think that I only put this index slash intro post together in January of 2023, when I've been writing Tales from the Triverse since mid-2021, That very much shows how I'm making this up as I go. Writing that intro post has, I think, helped a lot of new readers find a way into the story and has made the serial less intimidating to jump on board halfway through. As mentioned in the How to Fix the Fiction Experience article, hopefully nice indexes for serialised work, fiction and non-fiction, will be implemented natively at some point, but until then, it's really vital to give your readers a welcoming introduction. Going back to nerdy, At number nine, we have this mad thing, the story loom. As a way to explain my broad method for writing serials, I found this useful. Turned out a fair few of you have a similar approach, even if you hadn't bothered to come up with a silly name for it and draw elaborate, completely unnecessary schematics. Presumably, you had better things to be getting on with. It's interesting that I can write something this peculiar and have a lot of people show up to read it, and in fact comment and quite like it. Can you imagine me trying to pitch the story loom to a writing magazine? Talking of mad things, as a bonus mention, I feel this is related to the story loom, even if it didn't quite crack the top 10. It's called visualizing your plot threads. If you've ever wanted to visualize your plot and character journeys, but weren't sure how to do it, 
that's the post for you. I actually found it rather fascinating how each of my books has quite a different shape. On a sort of related note, I recently came across a really good behind the scenes on the brilliant film Nimona. Search out Nimona Animating Emotion on YouTube. I was intrigued to see graphs vaguely similar to the ones I'd been drawing in that video, used to chart the characters' emotions across the arc of the film, to aid the animators with each scene, given that they'd be working on them out of order. Right, for the final entry in this list, we have... Please stop panicking about enthusiasm. Anyway, this was an unusual one for me, in that it was a response to another writer, and a critical response at that. Not something I tend to do, as it seems a bit impertinent and unnecessarily abrasive. I think I was compelled to do so in this instance, in large part because I really like Eric Hole's writing, and was therefore surprised by his article and my strong reaction to it. And there we have it, my 10 most popular articles of 2023. I hope there was something in there that was useful, slash entertaining, slash interesting, or, ideally, a combination of the three. You can read more at simonkjones.substack.com. Okay, I'll see you on Friday for more Tales from the Triverse, and on Wednesday for any of you taking part in our very exciting Babylon 5 rewatch. And for the rest of you, I'll see you next week.